For the video companion to this episode, visit youtube.com forward slash P1 Network, PriorityOnePodcast.com, or click the links in the description. Captains, you know you want to see more videos like these. How about more on-site coverage of special events and visits to Cryptic Studios? Then visit patreon.com forward slash priority one and find out how you can be a monthly supporter of the show. Because without your ongoing support, none of this would be possible. Command codes verified. All right, Captains, and we are sitting here with Jeremy Bordicus Randall to talk about bridge officer, the new bridge officer, and the new captain powers coming with Delta Rising. Jeremy, thank you again for sitting down with us and, and talking uh, and showing and demonstrating to us and presenting to us what uh, these powers are going to be all about. You're welcome. Why don't we jump in? We're going to be in space? Yes, to start off with, and then we'll move to the ground later on. Sounds like um, a plan. So uh, these intelligence bridge officer powers are only available on the new tier six ships. Now, uh, to be clear, though, if you manage to obtain yourself an intelligence bridge officer, because they're hybrid, you can use them on other ships. They can just only use the basic abilities of their profession. So if they're an intelligence uh, uh, engineer hybrid, for example, you could put them on any engineer seat. They just can't use their intelligence powers there. So to make full use of them, you'll have to get one of the sexy tier six ships like this one. Uh, we're flying around in the Scryer, if I remember the name correctly. Um, and we're going to be pummeling this test dummy with some of the... Uh, fun new Intel powers just to show them off and uh, speak up if you have any, have any questions about them while we go through them. Absolutely, thank in, you. In no particular order or whatever order they ended up here in my bar. Okay. All right, first up we have Surgical Strikes. Um, this one puts your weapons in a mode much similar to how uh, Fire at Will does. It's not, uh, it's not a consumed mode like beam overload. This actually puts you in a, in, a, in a mode for a number of seconds. While you're in that mode, your accuracy and your crit chance will be increased. Now, because this is just like fire at will and beam overload, it does share a cooldown with those, pow with those abilities, just the way as they share a cooldown with one another. Um, so I can show you how this uh, looks when you activate it. It's uh, fairly subtle. And then if you start firing at the enemy, you get little effects of explosions on their ship. Wow. This works with any energy weapons, not just beams. So beams, cannons, turrets. Ah, okay. They all can benefit from surgical strikes. Uh, the one thing to keep in mind is that your firing rate is slightly slowed while you're doing this. So instead of, for example, a beam usually has uh, four firing cycle or four firing spurts within a cycle. When you're using um, surgical strikes, it's only three. Okay. So everything gets uh, trimmed by one or two firing cycles. <clears throat> Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on to the next one. Uh, evade target lock. So this is something you put on a single foe, and that foe ends up incapable of, well, at an extreme disadvantage of being able to hit you. If they change targets, they don't suffer that uh, debuff. So it really is just for... Um, a single target. That target can't hit me. But it does have a side benefit as well. Once you use evade target lock, all nearby mines and, and targetable torpedoes no longer consider you a valid target for several seconds. So this is a good uh, escape move you can also use if you're if you see a Omega torpedo heading your way, you can fire mm -hmm. this off and the torpedo will find an alternative target. Mm. Um, if it wears off and there's a targetable torpedo nearby, it may come back after you because then you're a valid target again. So if you're using it in that uh, way, get away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get away quick. 
Uh, next up is Intelligence Team. Now this is a targetable stealth power, um, but it doesn't work like a normal cloaking device. It works more like the uh, firewall cloaked from the scimitar, which is a little bit different. It doesn't actually make the target, which can be either you or a friend, it doesn't actually make them invisible. But what it does is it makes them untargetable unless the stealth versus perception value of nearby enemies unless their perception is good enough to see through the stealth, basically. Okay. More like the uh, passive stealth on the stalker fighter, like the Cation. Well, that still makes them disappear oh, if, if they don't have enough perception. The big thing, oh, that, the see. reason that we built it differently like this is because uh, it's uh, an unfortunate truth of our engine that if you can't see something, you can't see anything they do, including any weapons they fire, any abilities that they fire, mm -hmm. anything like that. So uh, if somebody else's stealth is higher than your perception, you can't see anything that they activate while they're still stealthed. So um, by changing this power so that it is just an untargetable effect, but still based on your stealth values, it makes it so that even though you can't react to what they're doing, you can actually see what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So you can mm -hmm. still see their weapons firing, you can still see whatever other abilities that they're uh, using. But full-blown stealth would have made it too powerful for what was intended. Yes, basically. because it can be used during combat and it can be used on friends. Not you just have to yourself. click on the friend first before you... Yes, you do. And here's just an example of the effects when it goes off. Yeah. It looks like you're cloaked, but again, that's a fake. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fake. So this is exactly what you'll see if a foe uses this and you can't target them. They'll, they'll appear cloaked. So the next we have Ionic Turbulence. I'm going to actually create more enemies nearby before doing this one. Ionic Turbulence was originally created with the idea of being an oil slick in space, <laughs> kind of like the frictionless grenade, which we'll show you later mm -hmm. on the ground. Um, it, because of the nature of space, had to change somewhat. Mm -hmm. um, and we ended up with something that is quite fun um, and very effective. So there's two primary components to the Ionic Turbulence. One is the debuff that it places on anybody that gets caught in it which reduces their damage resistance. Uh, the other is the maneuverability debuffs. Um, anybody that's caught in the cloud has their flight speed and friction reduced, so they kind of slip okay. and they can't turn as effectively. Um, in addition to that, if they are caught in the cloud, each second the cloud will choose, will, uh, will attempt to cause somebody within the cloud to spin out of control. <laughs> uh, so let me hack my camera over here closer to where the actual effect will be. And then we'll launch the ionic turbulence cloud. And you'll probably see, yeah, there he goes sliding out of control. The little nebulous effects next to it are actually just... Did I do that one on you once? No. Yeah. And if, a, if your foe is moving, then it's even more pronounced because they'll move along the uh, a vector away from the middle of it. So if they're moving into the cloud, they'll get pushed back wow. and knocked out of control. Anybody that is knocked out of control like that is held. They can't uh, initiate any movements or, or actions of their own. It's pretty swift, though. It only lasts uh, two seconds, three seconds. Yeah. I think this one would be great for PvP because when you're up against someone, they're always behind you, shooting you, and you can't, well, at least that's what happens to me, mm -hmm. and then you shoot that at them, and then you can do the same thing back with them. Yeah. And in addition, if they uh, leave the cloud, the debuff the damage resistance debuff lingers for, for oh. some time afterwards. Kinetic Magnet is, um, <laughs> let's see if I've got, this is, is a very fun power, but it's unfortunately kind of hard to demonstrate. So what this does is it places a debuff on a target, 
that will draw in all nearby mines and torpedoes, targetable torpedoes, even if they are friendly to the person that you inflict this debuff on, which means it's awesome for using against like board cubes that are throwing high yield plasma torpedoes at you. Mm -hmm. You can just cause that plasma to go right back in his face and explode. Um, additionally, that comes with a debuff to their kinetic damage resistance. Now there is a uh, damage cap built into each rank of kinetic magnet. As you can see, uh, effect ends prematurely after foe takes 20,000 kinetic damage. Um, that's after resistance, if I recall correctly. Okay. So uh, even though the debuff lasts a certain amount, if you damage them very quickly, they won't be, they won't have to suffer it for too long. We are actually considering moving those numbers up, but mm -hmm. we'll see. Um, I'm going to summon a Gorn to beat the crap out of <laughs> Gorn are known to use mines, so we'll see. He'll probably use eject warp plasma first, and then... <laughs> I think I saw him launch some mines. Oh, oh. whoops! <laughs> <laughs> But did you see his mines coming yeah, back and yeah, hit him? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I saw those. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, they did get him. You can see his hit points did go down a bit. So. Um, wow. It was for a good cause. Yes. Yeah. I sacrificed myself for the good of your, <laughs> your show here. Everybody's going to be like, he doesn't know how to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> he just let a Gorn kill him. Noob. Okay, next up we have... Override subsystem safeties. This, I think, is a real sleeper power. I haven't seen a lot of people in the testing group or anywhere else really talking about the, the layer of potential that you can get out of this power. Watch the subsystem settings when I fire this off because it will give you... Wow. Plus everything. This is basically plus everything. <laughs> it's also... Um, so this gives you 0 to uh, 50 max and current power in all of your power levels, mm -hmm. which means, I'll show you this again, if I have my weapon power set high and I fire this off, you'll see it go right through the roof. Well, I guess you won't see it, but the actual value is far past. Wow. And it gradually decays, and the downside of the power is that at the end of the decay, when the buff has totally depleted itself, one of your subsystems at random will go offline. So there is a potential cost. This is oh, my wow. weapons this time. Oh, but it's only for... Now, that's rank three of the power. Rank okay. one and two have longer offline uh, times. But if you're carrying around an extra engineering team, you can repair your subsystem right after, mm -hmm. after it goes. So there's still ways to work around the downside. All right. Uh, next is subnucleonic carrier wave. This is basically an AOE, uh, a point blank area effect version of um, subnucleonic beam. Uh, but with a far weaker effect per target. It can hit up to five foes. It removes, this is the rank three version, removes up to five of their longest duration buffs instead of everything like Subnucleonic Beam does. It has a chance to set some of their powers to have a short recharge, even if they aren't currently on cooldown, mm -hmm. and it uh, reduces their recharge speed. Um, Subnucleonic Beam is better at all that than, than this power is, but this one hits multiple Ooh. targets. Uh, next up is Transport Warhead. This is a really uh, fun yes. one. Yes, okay. 
and also one that needs a little help in the tooltip. So there's okay. a little extra explaining to do here. So this puts uh, puts you in a mode where your next torpedo will be beamed directly to the command decks of your foe. Okay. Uh, after it explodes, it will deal its standard torpedo damage with 100% shield penetration, and also has a chance to knock a subsystem offline. A pretty good chance, 40% at rank three. Um, it says here in the tooltip, additional effects vary on torpedo energy type. Now that means that uh, photons, quantums, transphasic, chronotons, tricobalts, they all have different effects that go off. Uh, so for example, a um, tricobalt disables your enemy. So if you beam over a tricobalt, um, you'll get that disable still. If you beam over a plasma, you'll get a plasma burn still. Um, the thing that's not mentioned here is that every torpedo you beam over does have a timer. Mm -hmm. um, so move over here towards the target. If I set myself in this mode and beam over a photon, you'll see it comes up with its short timer. Two, one, boom. That timer is either two, four, or six seconds depending on the severity of the effect of the torpedo. So like a tricobalt is a six second timer. And during that fuse timer, the, the victim that's about to get exploded does have the chance to defuse the warhead using a tactical team. The one major mechanical difference with uh, torpedoes Using this is that since the power itself gives you shield penetration, and that's kind of the shtick of transphasics, mm -hmm. we gave it an extra effect where it leaves a uh, lingering shield debuff if transported over. For how long? I'm not sure offhand, and I'm, but it's uh, it's pretty hefty. I, we ended up giving transphasics a full six-second timer, so wow. it's a it's a pretty major debuff if you manage to catch them with it. Uh, viral impulse burst will not work against stationary test dummies. Okay, let me get some. Let me get some different victims here. Well, here we'll just easy me unkillable. That's what I like to do. So now I, I cannot die. <laughs> and then we'll head over here and bring in some bad guys to throw around. Might as well use the Gorn. So firing viral impulse burst will cause everybody nearby, all foes nearby, to uh, have their engine speed basically capped out. They'll be forced to fly off in a straight line in whatever direction they're currently heading. Now these are battleships, so they don't have the highest top speed, but you can see that they all flew directly away from me. Uh, that guy was out of my range. This is especially effective when used against smaller craft frigates and fighters, mm -hmm. and boy, did they zip away. Uh, I've seen, using rank three of this ability, I've seen enemies get as far as almost 20k away from me if wow. they have a high top speed. So this would be good for if you're taking a lot of damage and you can't get away from the enemy, you can I shoot think the enemy it, away from you? In uh, MMO mechanic terminology, the best way to think of this is basically an AoE fear. You send the enemies mm -hmm. in a straight line, running in whatever direction they're currently running. Mm -hmm. um, they also suffer major penalties to all of their power levels, other than engines, while they're doing that. Kind of like they were forced into full impulse mode. Uh, so they, while they can still act, anything they do is less effective uh, during that time period. And uh, it's not as easy as just turning off your throttle if you're hit with this in, in uh, PvP, because you can't. We actually disable your throttle. So subspace beacon is basically a... a um, Self-defined teleport. You put this beacon down at whatever location you feel like, 
It does have a pretty decent stealth value, but it can be destroyed. Mm -hmm. So if a foe in PvP sees it and doesn't want to stop and wants to stop you from teleporting, they can destroy it. Um, each rank of this power has a further range. So like with a uh, with subspace beacon three, I believe I can get up to 20k away mm -hmm. before it will despawn. And that timer, once that timer goes off, then it the, disappears? Exactly. This is the amount of time that you have before the beacon will expire. Mm. So if I fly away, and then I would want to teleport back, yeah. oh, nice the beacon effect. cleans itself up. Yeah. This would be great for crystalline entity, because a lot of times I'm booking mm -hmm. and trying to beat that shockwave, but if I Yeah, you can place it out of range and, and then... then yeah warp yourself out. Another great thing that some escort pilots might want to do is place a beacon at the beginning of an attack run and then do their attack run and then teleport back and do their entire attack run again because they're still facing the direction they were facing. But it's only, it's a, you have 33 seconds or so to, to actually teleport. Why, why not? It's about leave? 60 seconds. Oh, is it 60? The, from the moment that you... Oh, yeah, one minute. It's okay. one minute. Okay. And why not just leave it and let it stay until you use it or until it's destroyed. It's a matter of cooldown timers and uh, yeah. pet cleanup stuff. Uh, does all three levels have the same amount of time? Yeah, they all have the same time, they just okay. have differing distances. Mm -hmm. So rank one, I believe, is only 10k and then 15k and then 20k. Okay. If you get beyond the range, it automatically um, turns itself off and gives you a cooldown. So let's see, if I fly out to 20k, that should go boop. And I don't have a cool. cooldown. Oh, okay. nice. So I can summon another. So, oh, yeah, nice. it only goes on cooldown if you actually use it. Hmm. And then cleans itself up. The EMP probe. So this ability is um, potentially very devastating. It will fire towards your target's current location, disabling everything between you and it as it flies. Hmm. It emits a pulse that does a disable effect on anything it flies towards, and then when it explodes, it does an even more more uh, more potent disable po um, effect at the moment at the point that it explodes. But like you might have noticed, I did say it flies towards your target's current location, meaning that if your target is moving very quickly, they might be able to get away from it. Hmm. It's not going to him, it's going to that point behind him where he was when I launched it. So it's kind of a skill shot. You kind of have to make sure that uh, you've either rooted your target in place or that they're not moving fast enough to get away from it. But the disable effect can be pretty devastating. It prevents them from activating any powers. It also does a decent amount of electrical damage when it explodes. We could use with tractor beam or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, how long are their powers disabled for? If they're caught in the pulse as it goes, mm -hmm. it's only one second per pulse. It's mm -hmm. very quick, uh, temporary disable. The one at the end, though, you'll see here is 12 seconds by default. Okay. And I think, I'm not remembering if auxiliary power increases that. It doesn't look like it. So, uh, yeah, 12 second disable if they're caught in the final explosion. Mm -hmm. Can that be cleansed? It can, science team. Science team. 
Uh, yeah, that's probably one thing just to, to mention is early on we had a lot of miscommunication. Uh, some players believed that all of these debuffs could only be cleansed with Intelligence Team. That's not the case. Uh, the only specific debuffs that Intelligence Team will cleanse is the Gather Intelligence vulnerabilities that the Intelligence ships use on you. All of these others, if they put an effect on you, can either be cleansed by the standard uh, science, engineering, tactical, or hazard emitters, depending on the nature of the debuff that's been placed on you. Although some of them you just have to get away from, like the ionic cloud, mm -hmm. just just move. <laughs> <laughs> Question about surgical strikes. Sure. So it, you're, you slow down your attack rate, mm -hmm. uh, your firing rate, and buff accuracy and crit damage. Crit chance. Crit, crit chance, rather. Mm -hmm. um, For so, all weapons. So your downside is you're going to be firing less often. So if you did get a miss, you'd have a problem. But with that kind of accuracy boost, is pretty huge. So unless you're firing on like fighters and fast-moving targets, you shouldn't yeah. have too much of a problem. Uh, and each individual strike is a little more powerful than a standard weapon strike, mm -hmm. uh, just at the base level. So uh, it should make up for the, the missing shots. The main reason that we uh, decided to go with the design of slowing down your shop is just to make it feel more impactful. Mm -hmm. If you actually do manage to crit when you're using this, we want it to really feel weighty, mm -hmm. right. like you're getting something out of using the power. So using that in conjunction with, say, heavy crit damage, you know, like a mm -hmm. multiple crit D beam or... or something like that, you can see some, some pretty fun numbers. Yes, you, yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's one thing that we're interested in seeing is some of these Intel powers really really uh, lend themselves to very specific builds that if you really want to get the most out of them, you might want to consider changing the way that you played the game. Mm -hmm. That's That was one of our goals in creating it from the beginning was to try and challenge players to look at the game in different ways and look at mechanics in different ways mm -hmm. and try out new things. So I'm going to go ahead and move to the ground map now and show you the intelligence ground powers. Now, um, when Delta Rising launches, like the morning of or whenever the servers immediately come up, um, your bridge officers will be the only ones able to use these powers. But by gaining ranks in uh, your, both your specialization, um, well, putting points into your intelligence specialization will eventually unlock the ability to use intelligence kit modules. And the kit modules themselves can be purchased by advancing in the Delta reputation. Mm -hmm. So uh, eventually, the powers that your bridge officers will have access to right off the bat will also be in the hands of players. All right, we'll just go through these one by one. Okay. Resonant Tachy on stream is basically a shield vampire. You mm. steal the target shields and you give them to yourself. Mm. Pretty straightforward. It's just a shield heal that looks pretty. Uh, next up is Incite Chaos. Now, this one's very hard to demonstrate in a test environment like this, but what it does is when you use this on the target, they become confused. They start thinking of their enemies or their friends as enemies. Mm -hmm. If they actually attack one of their friends while in this state, they will also confuse them, and so on and so on. It's like a chain reaction. It can be a chain reaction. Um, and it can be a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, this is especially effective in like a battle zone mm -hmm. where you can get a lot of enemies oh, around because yeah. oh. it can it just continues to spread the chaos. Next up is photonic decoy. This is basically uh, if you're familiar with uh, like test uh, target dummies and stuff in some other games uh, that uh, will summon a copy of yourself to taunt the enemy. Every time that they attack, they deal a huge amount of threat, uh, drawing them to attack your test dummy. What about damage? The test dummy does take damage, 
and ranking up in its abilities. Rank 1 has a certain amount of hit points, rank 2 has a lot more, and rank 3 has a phenomenal amount of hit points. And it, but it also deals damage Oh, it well? doesn't actually deal no. damage, it just deals it's threat. It's just threat, okay. And it lasts a good long time, and mm -hmm. it looks like you, with a little holographic overlay, so potentially also confusing in PvP environments. Mm -hmm. Next up is Tripwire Drone. Now this is one of my favorites. This is a bit like the electromagnetic probe from space in that it will go travel towards your foe's current location, uh, emitting um, debuffs on the way, and then one when it reaches the foe as well. So what this one does is while it's en route, it will trip foes. Yeah. And it also has a chance to tangle them while they're oh tripped, holding them in place. Awesome. And it deals damage. Over it, time? It does a damage over time to anybody that has applied its trip to, and then it also has a big kinetic explosion at the end when it reaches its goal. It's like bowling. Yeah. <laughs> the, a, a lethal rumba. The most fun part, I think, about this power is that it's gonna, it will feel rewarding to aim it correctly, to, yeah. to point at the right foe and to get the right number of people in, the, in a line. Uh, and it could be really fun. Uh, next up is the Neurolytic Hypo-Injection. This is um, kind of a strange power in that it is melee range only. If you notice, the icon does not light up when you're outside of melee range. Right. Additionally, it has a stronger effect when used while flanking. What this does is it will hold this target in place, and then when the hold is finished, they will then be confused, so they might attack their allies. When used from flanking, that hold lasts a really long time, as you can see here. So in combination with like a lunge or a stealth, People can get a lot of effectiveness out of this power, uh, being able to hold a target in place. It is it is fragile, mm -hmm. so if you try to start beating up somebody that's held helpless, it won't last as long. Mm -hmm. uh, it will just basically whittle away at the duration as you deal damage. I was half expecting you to say, at the end of it, his head explodes. <laughs> uh, let me just write a note. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next up is Sight to Sight and Snare. Uh, this will mark a target and then teleport them to you. Get over here. It confuses them for a short duration when they're uh, after they get teleported because uh, they just got teleported. Ah, mm -hmm. um, the rank three that I just showed off has a very quick timer between marking the target and teleporting. Lower ranks, that time is increased. So my request is now that we have a melee animation for uppercut. Right, so that you can, can drag get him over in here and uppercut. <laughs> uh, next up is subspace anesthesia mine. So this is kind of a new take on a mine barrier, but after you lay it down, it stealths. Okay. Uh, so your foes cannot see it. If they get moved into it, like that. It explodes and leaves behind an anesthesine cloud. Mm -hmm. It will debuff anybody just like an anesthesine grenade would. Mm -hmm. uh, so they get slowed, their, dam their outgoing damage gets reduced, all, all of that. Uh, and as you can already see, there could be some good synergy between laying down a subspace mine and then sight to sight and snaring somebody right mm -hmm. on top of it. Yeah. And then hitting them with a neurolytic hypo while they're coughing. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, all sorts of fun combinations potentially uh, available here. Sonic Suppression Field is a self- um, buff that you can place on yourself makes you less threatening. Uh, for While this is active, you will deal um, less threat every time you attack somebody. 
It's got a nice oh. sound effect. Oh. Um, it also, it does have an, oh yeah, it does an increased flanking damage. I don't actually have a weapon on this character, and I don't think these guys can be flanked. <laughs> Funnier with the sound effect. Smack! <laughs> So if you watch it, uh, 27, mm-hmm. 32, somewhere in that neighborhood. But if I if I use Sonic's suppression field on me, the damage goes up somewhat. Mm-hmm. This is more effective with higher damage weapons. Yeah. 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 But like using that with a sniper shot, you will notice. Mm-hmm. And it does that by reducing the damage the damage resistance of your foe. Oh, and it adds shield penetration. Uh, Harmless is another self-buff. Again, makes you um, generate less threat, but also makes you completely untargetable by the one person that you use it on. So it basically um, is like jam sensors on the ground, but also makes you not build up almost any threat while you're uh, attacking while while using the buff. So not only can they not attack you, but when it wears off, they're less likely to turn towards you and attack as well. Uh, next up is frictionless particle grenade. Okay, here we go. This one's my favorite. <laughs> this is basically oil slick, but with a Trechnobabble name. <laughs> so you toss a grenade out there, it <laughs> makes it slippery. And anybody caught in the effect can periodically be forced to fall down. Uh, it's less obvious with these guys because they're stationary, but any right. enemies that run through kind of get the slippery effect as if they were wearing frosted boots. Yeah. Very fun. And the last one is Feign Disintegration. This one definitely threw me off a lot. My bridge officer did this constantly, and I thought she was getting killed. So, <laughs> so it did its job. Exactly. So use this on yourself, you get a fake expose. So in PvP, people are tempted to shoot you. And then if you actually get wounded, uh, you will disintegrate. But you're not actually disintegrated. What you got was stealth with a movement de- increase and an ambush de- uh, and an ambush buff that will go off when the stealth ends. But your health is still low? and Your health yeah. is still low. It gives you a very minor heal, but if you don't get actually re- restored... This can happen to you. <laughs> can you click the target, uh, toggle damage history? That's a new, sure. the new feature of that. Um, sure. You want to talk about yeah. this real quick? Oh, there you go. And then, uh, this is a new tool. We actually primarily wanted it for internal use, uh, just so that we could see exactly what our enemies were killing us with, but figured it'd be good for players as well. Mm-hmm. Especially helpful for uh, those reports of the Borg hit me with an invisible torpedo. Yeah. Well, now you can show us right. exactly which one uh, hit. And the severity of the damage that was actually inflicted on you uh, informs the color. So things that deal, uh, I think it's more than 75% of your health will show up in red. Those are the ones we care mo- the most about. Um, and past a, I think if, if they deal less than 5% of your hit points, then they, d- they aren't reported at all. And if they're a damage over time effect, they don't get reported. So, yeah, helpful for both us and players to see exactly yeah. what's going on. I know that sometimes our combat on both space and ground can get pretty chaotic. Okay. And I think that is all of them. Let me just ask, you know, quickly, I mean, there's there's definitely... A need for powers, especially with something as as uh, intense as a new expansion like Delta Rising. Mm-hmm. 
what you know what how how do you go about creating new powers like what is the what is the starting point where, do you, where does the discussion begin how do you map it out and then you know finally come up with you know an oil slick kind of power um, powers like the oil slick and the tripwire drone were directly inspired by James Bond okay we won't shy away from that <laughs> yeah. uh, when we knew that we wanted to go with an intelligence theme for a lot of the content and the features for Delta Rising we started looking around at you know famous fictional spies um, we were also took some inspiration from like the DS9 episode our man Bashir uh, things like that just to get kind of a feel for that uh, um, that's that intelligence intelligence is what we use but you could also call it things like uh, espionage or um, or spies uh, secret agents all that sort of stuff is basically we had to gather our inspirations and then distill them into what we could actually create uh, mechanically that would fit in the game yeah. So yeah, frictionless grenade is totally an oil slick because that's totally a spy thing. Yeah. <laughs> what we need is uh, land vehicles so that then. Right. You know, <laughs> that's that's really. Um, but it's also it goes beyond that. Like y you would see, well, again, James Bond, for example, would totally sneak up on somebody and use a, a neurolytic hypo if right. he had one to right. knock the foe out. Uh, karate chop might be a more <laughs> a TOS version of that, but uh, we chose to keep it a little more techy, gadget oriented. Yeah. So all of this was kind of themed around the the idea of um, a dual idea. There's the the uh, the sort of conceptual uh, idea of the spy sort of thing, but we also knew that we wanted intelligence officers to undermine the enemy, um, which admittedly is a little tough when your AI is not always all that smart. <laughs> uh, so we, we have to lean heavily on mechanics like mm -hmm. damage resistance and, and on the ground uh, expose and exploit is very um, and flanking is very uh, widely used in the captain specialization for intelligence. So we uh, it's, it's kind of a dual inspiration there. Mm -hmm. You can definitely see this changing up people's fighting styles both on ground and in space. The uh, just uh, what you were talking about, trying to encourage new builds. Mm -hmm. The, the uh, surgical strikes, just to go back to that, not to harp on it, but mm -hmm. it's, uh, I don't think there's anything like it that would affect uh, multiple types of weapons at once. Right. So, um, such as, uh, it used to be very common to see science ships with dual beam banks in front and turrets in the rear just because nothing else would be able to fire forward. Sure. And now they're actually all going to benefit from the same power. Yep which uh, is pretty neat. And the ground and stuff, it much more approaches like combining this with some tactical abilities to be able to have more of a stealth type character than you could do sure. before. But keep in mind that this isn't limited to tactical or engineering or science right. as well. Mm -hmm. So things like surgical strikes can be used on a science vessel in a science seat, yeah. in a science intelligence seat. Mm -hmm. uh, and some of these, uh, a neurolytic hypo, which might feel like a melee stealth move, can totally be used by an engineer or science officer mm -hmm. if they if they can find a way to, to use it effectively in their build. Uh, this really opens a lot of doors for new new tactical abilities and new pain disintegration. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, totally. You could make somebody melt you, which gives you stealth, mm -hmm. and then sneak up behind them and, and melt them right back. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeremy, thank you for spending uh, the evening with us here and going over these new uh, powers. They are fantastic. They're definitely fun, and I'm looking forward to uh, getting my hands on them when, once Delta Rising releases. But again, thank you. Yeah, no problem.